Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Well, hey there. Thanks for being a part and spending some of your time with me. My name is John, and I am honored to be able to host this show. Whether you are listening from the podcast, the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, or are watching our YouTube Christian Media Marketing Show, I'm just thankful that you're spending some time with us here today. And so I am, as always, just I'm, I'm always overwhelmed in some ways with who it is that we, we get to work with and the people that we get to work with. And with this show, there's many of you that we don't know. And really, you don't know me. You don't owe us anything. You're just watching and learning. And, and so I hope that what we do is a benefit to you. I will do my best even to speak up today. I got some feedback on one of the videos that the audio has been up and down. Actually, that's just been me. I struggle at times with acid reflux after my chemotherapy and probably as a result of still drinking too much coffee. And there's just times where my throat and my voice and things get worn down just a little bit. So I really do appreciate the feedback and I'm thankful for you all when you're asking us questions, reaching out, letting us know, hey, what do you think about this or whatever it might be. And we'll do our best to try to give you our thoughts, our opinions on it, but Ultimately, that's just all they are. We are all learners. We're all practitioners. We're all just trying to figure this out and work through all the changes together. Right before I started this recording today, I was on a call with a team, a team that we've helped train, a team that we get to work with, a team that I've known now for several years. And they're seeing a movement. They're seeing a movement in their country before they ever began to use digital or the media type of outreach that we're doing here. But the thing that I love the most is finishing a call with them and and hearing from them and then saying back to them, hey, we love you. And hearing from them that they love us and from them hearing from our hearts that we love them because that's the ultimate thing. And I want you to understand that. We really do care about you and what you're doing for the kingdom. And so any time that we can partner, we're thankful to get to do that. And so I want to share with you all today, and I just want to preface this before we get going on any part of this, it is important that you understand that in any areas where the world may say, hey, here's something that is successful, or this is a success, it is only because of God. It's only because of His Son, what He did on the cross, and because of the empty tomb. It's only because of that gift of the Holy Spirit and what He is actively doing around the world that you or me get to see any of what is happening. And God chooses to use us. He doesn't need us. The work of His kingdom isn't dependent that you or I figure out how to use and leverage the algorithm. God's at work. He's powerfully at work. And there are times where I think we see things and we're like, well, how? You know, is this happening? Where is this taking place? Where do we see God doing what only he can do? And 
I would say sometimes it's in the hard, hard places where you really begin to see God working in our weaknesses to do something that only He could do. So what I'd like to do is spend just a little bit of time with you today to talk through some observations that we're learning from running ads on behalf of different partners in the country of Ukraine and what we're learning as a result of that. Because the ad spend is higher, the field is is really a, just such an amazing thing right now as far as just what is happening, the historical things that are taking place there in Ukraine, the just the, the, the terrible suffering that has been taking place in the midst of all of this. And so we have partnered up with IMB and with others to serve them as they serve the people of Ukraine. And I'm seeing different things that I would just like to share with you. So these are just thoughts. I want to let you know that, you know, whatever we do, the things that we see, the, the numbers that we see are, are truly just that. They're just representations of what you and I see from the work that we're trying to do on behalf of the kingdom. And that's the thing that I, I really, I just want you to understand this. This is about the kingdom. And what we want to do is to see that every person in Ukraine has an opportunity to know that somebody's praying for them, to know that they are not alone, to be, have access to the good news, to be able to have video content, maybe when they're in these bunkers being bombed, to be able to watch high-quality videos, to be able to get access then to aid as they are fleeing, as there's over 4 million refugees there. And so this is a, a large group that's doing this. And this is an, an IMB project, and they have allowed us to come in and serve them as they serve this country. And so we're honored to be able to do that. So we have some, I could show you our ads manager accounts. I could show you some Google Studio, Data Studio reports, but I really... I, I, want, I don't want to do that simply because there is some publicly identifiable information that could come from, out, from that, and, and that's just not really the essence of what it is I want to share with you today or those kind of things. I just want to share with you some thoughts, some observations that we are drawing from it. So the first thing that I would say to you as we look at just some of these lessons that are being learned from Ukraine is, is simply that it's that. It is from Ukraine. So I think there's things we can learn from it and apply to whatever context you're in. But we do need to understand this is very much unique. And that's one of those things when I was on the field working, doing church planning work, where people would say, well, in, in China or in this place. And I'm like, that's not where we are. We are in Taiwan. And so whatever a movement will look like here, it will be unique to that. There will be some commonalities to it. But there will be some unique aspects to it as well. So even with the data that we're seeing, the things that we're trying, it is unique because it is about a war-torn country right now. And so in no way do I want to sit there and say this is this has universal to everybody. But what I want to share with you, I think there is some general application that we can do. So the first thing is just simply this, video. Video is a very important part 
to this user journey. So on the first ad that we ran for about 10 days, we did two different objectives, two different videos. And so one was a user-generated one, a beautiful video of a prayer, of a Ukrainian girl praying over her nation. It was really well done. I was a little surprised that it got approved because there was some imagery in it that I thought there's just no way they're going to approve it. But then I saw that Facebook and Instagram were changing and relaxing some of the rules in Ukraine, and that may be why this got approved. But it was, it was really well done, beautiful prayer, long enough that we could see video metrics to it. And so that was really, really important for us to look at. At the same time, we were running a clip from Lumo, and it was a video of Jesus calming the storm. And so in the midst of that storm that's happening out there, that is what we were trying to share with them, the key to see that, you know, the Lord is there even in the midst of the storms and the things that you're seeing. And the result of that was we had over a million people watch one of those two videos. And we had 274,000 people click to go to a website. And 33,000 people clicked on the private message button for Facebook and or Telegram that we had set up. That was that first ad campaign. Almost 6 million people in that country saw something. What was interesting to me was the video percentages. So I would naturally assume that a user-generated video would perform the best. But when I began to look at the video percentage numbers, the Christian video, the Lumo video, did just as good. In fact, the, the, the link and the watch percentages were actually a little bit higher on those as we've begun to test these. So even as we've ran now two more ads as we prepare for Easter, we're seeing a tremendously high link click-through rate and a watch rate all the way to completion of these one minute to even two minute long videos being on ones that are Christian video. So if you can't make your own content, my point to this is there's great Christian content that is out there that great partners have worked very hard to make sure is in hundreds, if not thousands, of languages. So be using that. Do both. It doesn't have to be an either or. But don't just assume, well, we've got to use user-generated or that's that's we can't create user-generated so we can't leverage video because that's just not true. There are different options that are out there that you might be able to use. All right Now, another thing that we've learned through this process is that in Ukraine right now, people aren't looking for forgiveness. So there's almost this idea of a foxhole religion that's taking place. In a country that has Christian roots to it, Okay, so if you go and you're doing this in other countries, you, you may not see this, but there may be something similar to it, that... But that people aren't going, how do I get saved? They're thinking, how do we provide food? Or looking through the comments, the, the tens of thousands of comments that are coming through. You have so many prayers of people of pleading with the Lord, please help us. And so it is important to look at those comments and to engage on those as well. And that means not just putting thumbs up, but sometimes really praying for them, responding back to them. Think of that as a micro step to a direct message later. So look at where people are and look at what it is that they're saying. 
And if they're not asking a certain question, then don't jump to that. Jump to where they are. One of the things that I always try to encourage anyone who's working with us and responding is to think, what would Jesus say to this individual if he was the one responding to them? A level of compassion, of empathy, and understanding. That's really, really important. So we're just seeing that there's a lot of comments and that people aren't saying, you know, I want to know who Jesus is. Everyone, even if they were baptized as an infant in some Orthodox church 40 years ago, they're just not asking those kind of questions. They're not, that's not what they're commenting on right now. So going where people are and starting where they are and then taking them further on. I think of the Ethiopian eunuch. It says that, that Philip there started where he was and then began to explain more to him. Another thing is just the percentages of actual messages versus clicks, landing pages versus link clicks. And that, this is fascinating to me. I've always known this, but to do things at a little bit of a larger scale, it's allowing me to see, at least once again in this context, that you're, it's normal to get a percentage of people who will click on a message and then not actually message you or to click on the, the link click to your website, but not wait around for it to load. Because both of those are taking place here. Now, the, the still, the, the landing page ones, the amount of real messages coming in are big. But the difference here is that the numbers even beyond that are even higher. So expect that you're only going to get maybe 5 to 10% of the people who actually message or actually wait for your website to load. Speed of your website can affect that one, but on messaging especially, it, it just seems to be that it's normal for people to start, and then they're kind of waiting to see how you respond back. So once again, that's where it's on us. It's on our responders to respond in a great way and engage them into that conversation. Talk to them. Pray for them. Give them a resource. Just have a conversation with them, right? But understand, not everybody's going to do that. So they may open it and not leave a message. You can still respond back to them then. Just let them know, hey, we're here. We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to, to, to talk with you. We'd love to help you. Please let us know how, All right? You can let them know if there's more than one language that they can respond back in the language they feel comfortable with. And if you're using it on a mobile app, you can even do audio messages back and forth, all right? So, but the percentages will always be less, both on link clicks versus landing page and message, clicking the button to actual messages. Another thing is that the right messaging platform helps, but you need to have a plan on how to engage. This kind of builds off of my last point. We're utilizing both Facebook Messenger and Telegram. And what we've noticed is that different landing pages get different responses to people clicking the Telegram button, which opens up a Telegram bot and starts that process, or to use the Facebook Messenger. And they press on that, and that opens that conversation there. So we started seeing lots of people are using Telegram within the country there. We, we better make sure we're using it. That's one of the reasons of many is that we use Echo Global software for us to manage all the comments are coming into one inbox, whether they start in Telegram, Facebook Messenger, chat, website, whatever, they're coming into one inbox and then we can respond there and it will go back to those right channels. So look to what messaging platforms people are using. Is it WhatsApp? Is it Line? Is it Telegram? 
Viber? What is it that people are using besides maybe Facebook Messenger and give them options to be able to do that? And then have a plan on how you're going to engage them on that specific platform. Always then give them a way to watch more. We're getting people to come to, say, for example, the Easter campaigns that we're doing there. Well, I want to make sure that if they want to continue to watch that they're already on our website, that they can click to, in essence, go to the second landing page or the third landing page or to watch the whole video. Uh, Lumo had a 30-minute long Easter video that we're able to use and take bits and pieces to use in our ads. They're already on your site. Let's make sure that we give them opportunities to engage more and more on your website, to read more, to ask questions, to watch other videos. So we began to see that the video percentages were really high. Well, then we wanted to make sure that people, maybe as they're sitting in their bunkers, that they could access these videos and continue to watch them. So always give people an opportunity to watch more, learn more, read more, whatever it might be on your website. That's, uh, to me, a really important thing there. Another one is to use tools like Crazy Egg or Hotjar or other things to actually see what people are doing on your website, on your landing pages. We, we, reco- we recorded hundreds of these interactions. Now, they're private. We don't know who the people are, but we can see them scrolling through a page or where they're pressing a button, and it creates heat maps so we can see where people are going or what they're doing in real time on our website. We can watch how people are using it. And one of the things that I noticed was the call to action, which you'll see in a second, was way too low, and people weren't getting to the bottom of the page. So use tools like that to really get an understanding of what people are doing on your website. Same thing with Google Analytics. We had an issue where the Ukrainian language wasn't passing through well. And so Alan and our team went in and changed it so that everything was showing up correctly, whether they pressed on a picture or a button or whatever it was, we can now really get good analytics as to what is happening on our website. And that lets us drive the data that we're seeing, drive our experiments and the things that we're trying. It It is trying out on the ads and experimenting there, but also on our website and learning things through that. What are we noticing? What would we want to try? I, I say this all the time. It is good to be OCD to have obsessive curiosity disorder. Always be looking, thinking, well, I wonder what if, or what if this, or what if we tried this thing, or change this button, or change the color, change the language. So always be thinking and experimenting, but let data. Don't let your, hey, we made this, we've invested a lot into this, so you know we want this to work. Just let data drive what you're learning as you go through this. That takes the human, our ego, our our desires out of it. Let the data drive what you do with your outreach. Don't bury the CTA, the call to action button. So if you're get a Bible, which we've had hundreds of people click on, or watch more, or whatever it might be, your different calls to action on your website 
I think we need to make sure those are within what's called the first fold. So on, if you if you have a cell phone, that first little bit right there, that first screen, that's your first fold. That's what comes back to back in the newspaper days. Make sure that there's a way that they see that important call to action right there. Maybe it's at the top of your page. Maybe it's right under the video or right on that first bit of screen. But if your call to action is buried and most people are not scrolling to the bottom, you're not going to see the results you want. So we moved our call to action and we've seen a difference as a result of it. Understand who is doing what and who owns what. I think this is another thing that I'm learning from multi-org partnership is who owns the project and then what is everyone's role in that. Now, this project that we are partnering with is an IMB project, and there's a lot of pressure, a lot of funds, a lot of, of challenges that go into that on their side. So what is my role? My role and our team role at Kavanaugh is to support them. They own this mission. They own this work, and we're trying to support them. But maybe it's a joint thing. Well, then talk through Who's going to do what? Who's going to own what? Because I think the Lord is pleased when we work together. I think the Lord is pleased when his children partner and serve well together. So by talking through these things, knowing who owns what, who's responsible to do what, who's doing the concrete next steps of whatever it might be, talking through those things, even from the beginning, it's just helpful for everybody because Satan will work to try to have any of us steal God's glory, and he will work to try to divide. Where Paul will say in Ephesians that we are to be united and we are to be one, that's exactly where Satan will work to discourage these great partnerships that can take place. We are better together, and we're better when, when we are united together. But it understands it takes an understanding of who's doing what, what swim lanes, like who's doing what aspects of what's happening, and who ultimately owns whatever it is that that project is there. All right. Now, there's a couple other things that I would I would want to bring up to this, really just about this whole idea of um, what I'm learning from this process. But I will tell you this: the last one I, I don't have a slide for it, but I, I just want to ask you. What happens a month from now when this isn't in the news as much? What happens when the next big thing comes along? Are you, are you going to jump to that one? Are, are we going to be so fickle that we're driven by the news and those things that are out there? Close to where I live, just about a three, four-hour drive, there were major tornadoes here a couple months ago. And I just read on Facebook from, from a friend of mine that the devastation there is still real, but it's not in the news. But we've got to keep working. Or my friends and, and people that I love dearly that are in the Philippines after a major hurricane came through there. It hardly made the news, but it was terrible what took place. Are we still going to be committed to that? See, it's, it's easy for us to, here's a big thing right now, and let's all do something and do, do whatever else to that and talk to supporters and do whatever. But what happens two months from now and three months from now? Will you make the, the dedication to keep going and moving forward, the grit and the grace 
to continue until the job is done. Now, in one way, our job's not done until Jesus comes back. And so we want to keep pushing forward, but I want us to be able to do that together in partnership of the Holy Spirit and his partnership as brothers and sisters in Christ. So I hope that this is some insights into some stuff we're learning or seeing from some current ad campaigns. Next week, I'm going to share with you a specific change that I think we may have to start doing on some of our video ads as in a result or response to some changes in some of the rules that are happening out there. But as always, we want to stay current into what is happening and share with you what we're learning, the good things, the bad things. And so if you have not subscribed to the podcast or to this video series on YouTube, I would love for you to please do that. Just take an extra minute, subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and that's such an encouragement for us because it, it gives us an idea of who's actually listening and doing this. And so if there's other things that you want to hear or know that you want to be in the show, let us know on that too. If we can help in that way, we would be glad to. So please continue to pray. Pray for all the people of Ukraine. Pray for all the people that are being impacted by this around the world, outside of Ukraine as well. Pray for the Muslim world as Ramadan gets ready to start. If you're in that region, we have resources on our website that you might look at, the Night of Power ads. If you are in another part of the world where they maybe have some sort of Christian thing or Buddhism, whatever, Easter's coming the empty tomb will be celebrated soon, and that could be a great content that you could be sharing and using wherever you're at. No matter what, keep pushing forward, keep experimenting, keep in that relationship with Jesus strong, protect each other, and partner well. That's our desire for you. Until next time, take care, and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for Him and for His kingdom.